maybe you know, that's just what we carry out what the chapter one. So I think I have a good chapter to correct. And before I get into the text, I want to share a couple of things for the ministry.
but in accordance with his heart, with your hardness and your infinite heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. We will render the each one according to the truth. So I want you to think about this. There's two things I want to see out of these verses that we're going to look at. Number one, the wrath of God is real. Absolutely real. Number two, people are storing up, or the word that we see here, treasure, treasuring up wrath against the dead. God's wrath is like water behind the dead. So we all saw what happened two weeks ago that slaughter that massacre over Israel. What they did there is just absolutely incalculable. And in many ways, this stuff is happening every day to do it on their lot. We just don't see it, we're always aware of it. But you take some of these countries where you know, Christians are being held down to persecute, to prison. Uh, it's not always Christians, uh, a lot of times it's just minorities in, in general, and they're being persecuted. There's atrocities every day. And when you and I hear about that, we're outraged. We're outraged when you hear about a child. And there's not a week goes by that there's not an article in the local paper or we see it on TV, like the world news or the local TV. Someone's going to be. And you and I, there are times, not only do we have to go in great anger, but there's times we hear these stories of these hippies and doctors, and we're out. But now just imagine for a minute that for God, or just think about God for a minute. He sees every atrocity, every minute of every single day. 24 seconds. And he's out. So he is a God of love, right? Right here, the Bible comes out and says, God is love. John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that he shall have believed in it, that I perish never by He loved us. He made us in His image. He was talking about creation. God, at some point in eternity past, decided He's going to make a whole A whole And God designed it and He planned it out. And He used the little tiny building block that we call a cabin. And you know there's only, there's only of no substances, we've got about 115 known elements. And out of those known elements, God made everything. He took different combinations of the molecular substances to make everything that you have to do. Never came a day when God decided, okay, we're going to make it. In six days, God created everything. Spoken into existence. So when you get to Adam you get to Mary Catholic, we're made special. We need from all the creation to made us in the world. You guys know how you have a special bond with family. If you love children in general, right? But your children, you have a special love for Your grandkids, you have a special love for them. You have a special love for They're all in that, all those cute stages. And, and, and you just have a special bond with them. You have a special love for them. Until God made us to be an animal leader, we have a special love from the So much 
so that God knew that can be God already had a plan in place before he ever laid the foundation to the world. But that plan, what is absolutely extraordinary plan, that was the one day God decided to come off the world. just like that was done. For the purpose of going to the cross. Bearing the wrath of God. That last song that we just heard, that the Father's wrath was fully satisfied. Isaiah 53 talks about that Jesus Christ was going to go to the cross. That it's full of good and bad things to do. God the Father took the wrath out of the Son. Because he was going to go to the cross. And the Father said, He bore our sin. He bore our sin. By the way, the church is between sin. He has to be the righteousness of God. God loves us. He died for us. He poured his back on us from the cross. We don't have to face the cross. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5 that we're not afraid of But here's the thing what Christ did for us on the cross only comes for us to be accepted as a servant. If we reject God's way of salvation, there's no other sacrifice for sin. There's one way to get to heaven, that's accepting Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes out of the Father. There is no other way. And so if we reject that way, then we have no other choice but to face the wrath of God. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. God's wrath is absolutely real. Back in Romans 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Now, do you see that verse? The idea of suppress, it means that you have it. You see it. You know it. But you suppress it. It means you push it down. You put it behind you. You turn away from it. You ignore it. There is evidence all around us that tells us that God is real, that He made us. And we have to go through great lengths to try to ignore that. And so mankind has been doing that for generations. Dreamed up this evolutionary theory. Everything by chance. Everything just happens. I mean, it's ludicrous. If you look at creation and the marvels of creation, you look at the building blocks of creation, the atoms, the molecular structure, you look at the DNA, you look at design, you look at complicated genius. Billions of people down here on earth, they all just happen by chance. Over, it used to be hundreds of billions of years. Then it was billions of years, right? It just had to add to that number. Because people realize that's not enough time to explain the Bible to God's creation. God is angry. And people just want to kill. 
Sunday, Saturday, and the preaching is the All the different shades, all the colors, the springtime stuff, the deadness of rain, the melts away, and everything is great in the spring. All of a sudden, you got green stuff growing, and you've got yellow, and flowers, and you got, you know, the tulips, and all the different colors. Jeez. Who made colors to be beautiful? How about that? I love spring color because of all the chocolate that it has. The cards are beautiful, the cards are beautiful, the cards are everywhere, and you can, you know, lace cards around and get some of them and get some of them. Who can How about the aerobic color? I would have to say, too, like, I love the sun, why not? Because you love violence. You can't see the beautiful aroma that you can't stop loving. He made all of that stuff that created for us such a beautiful thing. But what Romans is saying is, creation tells us every single day that there's a God. And creation is revealing to us his invisible entity, his love, his power, his majesty, his creativity, his genius. It's telling us every day about God. David says in Psalm 19 that the firmament declared the glory of God. And the heavens show his name. So he gave up to the sky of night to see the sky. You see all these incredible stuff that God did. David says that creation is a voice speaking to him. It's declaring stuff about God's presence. And then David says something really cool in Psalm 19. No matter what language people speak, creation is telling the truth. Right? So the same thing to somebody over in Italy than it does to somebody in America. Somebody in Africa, Australia, doesn't matter what language creation is speaking to everyone, there is a God. And yet we've got billions of people down here saying there is no God. The Bible says in two places, the city went better than Christ and Jesus Christ. That's why the best of God is right from God. God is real. The wrath of God is being poured out. Look at 2 Peter, if you got your Bible, in 2 Peter chapter 3. God is being patient with us. 
patience is going to run out. But the Lord is not flat concerning his promise, except as that fragment. But his long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God's angry every single day. You think God was angry two weeks ago yesterday when that father happened over there in southern Israel? He didn't believe it. But God's angry every day when he sees these disciples. See what's happening to children. Children being raped and molested. Vulnerable adults abused time and time and time again. And how many times can he do it exactly for people that are in church? Sometimes it's pastors, sometimes it's church leaders, sometimes it's people that are sitting in the pews. But we see it almost, seriously, almost no week goes by when we're getting our story into this. You think God's angry? You better believe it. He's so angry, he said in Matthew, he also said in Luke, it would be better for a millstone to be hung around Someone's death and that they can hurt them to do That's what it's That's what it's about. Don't fall around without someone to speak. But what we often don't realize is the words that Jesus said it would be better for you to do it than for you to do it. And the implication is better than what I get my hands on you because of what I personally want to do. You better believe God's rest you. You better believe that every single day that this world goes by and adds more properties and more properties and more properties, that God's rest is like a massive amount of water building up behind the table. Thank you. 
But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are connected to the sun. Now it's coming. It's going to happen. In Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6. This is getting started. Jesus in Matthew 24 talks about this timeline. It comes to Revelation. And it decides, it comes to Revelation 6. So Revelation 6, let's start with verse 1. God saw John's in heaven, God revealing to his seeds of what's going to happen in the future. He says, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked at the over white horse, and he fell on a bowl, and a crown was given to him, and he went out contrary to the temple. That's the first seal of judgment, the rider on the white horse. When he opened the second seal, verse 3, I heard the second living creature say, come and see. And another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And he opened the third seal, and I heard a fourth living creature say, Come and see. So I looked at the old black horse. And he had sat on had a pair of scales in his hand, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for denarius, and three quarts of barley for denarius. Do not hurt the oil of the blind salmon is coming. Well, you can hear in the news, everyone's talking about World War III, and especially right now with, you know, Russia and Ukraine, the war going on in the Middle East, China needs to take Taiwan back, and we just got all of these Africa, we've got uh, wars going on in different nations in Africa. And everyone's talking about right being on the edge of World War III. But that's the massive world war. The Bible talks about it. talks about the coming kingdom. It also talks about it, verse 7, when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the living creature say, Come and see. So I looked at the old pale horse, and the name of him who set out was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given to them. You see the word then? Power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with a sword, that's the rider on the red horse, with hunger, with death, that's the rider of the black horse, and with the beast of the earth. Where this judgment starts, where the seven years start, that God begins to unleash his wrath. Just in the first four seal judgments, the early part, the opening stages of the seven years of tribulation, one quarter of the earth's population gone. Mark 
opportunity to die for us. We offer to every one of us to come up on the definition of
Another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, so this is nearing the end of seven years. He also having a sharp sickle, and another angel came out from the altar that power was fire. He cried with loud cries, and him who had the sharp sickle said, Thrust in your sharp sickle, and gather the cluster of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and threw it into the great wine press. Now, most of us have an idea what a wine press is. We've probably never seen one. Maybe you've seen pictures uh, in movies or DVDs or articles. But the, the, the vineyards, especially in those days, they would gather the grapes and they would have a physical uh, wine press. The grapes would all go in the wine press, and people would get in there with their bare feet, and they would trample the grapes. The body weight of the people on the grapes would crush the grapes. The juice would flow out. There'd be a place out of the bottom where the juice would flow out, and then they would gather the juice that would flow into containers, and they would store the wine. That's something that's beautiful. That's something that was celebrated in the harvest time and celebration time. But what God's saying is, near the end of the seven years, God's been pouring his grass out, pouring it out, pouring it out, pouring it out for seven years. Half the earth's population is gone. But God's anger is not gone. The end of seven years, we see the battle of the Bible. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament, just the right. The armies of the earth are gathered against Israel, and the prophets push the sea. The remnant of Jews flee into that valley that's created when the prophets push the sea. And then Jesus Christ is our white horse underneath his grass on that army for the Sabbath day. But something else takes place. Because even then, even then, God's anger is not over. The great wine press of the wrath of God is about to take place. And after about 70 days of God around the world, we're going to begin to gather. One faith and another, one faith and another, one faith and another. God's gathered, getting to scatter the rest of the wicked from around the world. And they are literally thrown into a battle on the land of Israel. And Jesus Christ himself. Because of not only the wickedness of this world and the atrocities that are committing every day, God is going to pour his wrath out. But in his fury, because they refused his offer of love, he, they refused his offer for eternal life, they refused as much him as God, Almighty God. 
He himself will not be able to do it in the Jesus Christ himself. There in that part, he will be able to do it in the Father. And the people that he will be able to do it in the Father. He will be able to do it in the Father. He will be able to do it in the Great One Church of the Great Subjective Divinity. If the Bible says that flowing out from the Thank you. 